quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle and I'm glad you're here. I polled my audience on Instagram and they gave me some ideas about podcasts. And one of the ideas was kids not doing well in school. And this particular person was asking about older kids, I think middle school, high school. So I want to dive into this. This is a this is a really hard one. It's a really hard one for us. It's a really hard one for kids. And what I'm going to suggest and offer up might feel hard. It might feel wrong. It might feel like it's super counterintuitive, but I'd say stick with me through this podcast and see if you can make some sense of what I'm, what I'm offering up. So I truly believe that grades and school aren't the most important thing in our lives and that we've placed a lot of importance on them. And many times we've placed a lot of stress and angst on our kids around grades and homework and testing and getting into college and all the things. And I get caught up in it too. You know, Esme's a junior and it's at the end of the year. So she'll be a senior very soon. And I had to freak out like, oh my gosh, what is she going to do next year? What if she doesn't get into college? And I went to her and I was like, are you taking the SAT? Like what's going on? And I got all freaked out and I was like, why am I freaking out? So I think that's the first step. Like what if your child doesn't go to college? Okay. What if your child doesn't graduate from high school? What if your child gets bad grades? Is it the end of the world? It isn't. But what is the end of the world is if you rupture the relationship you share with your child between now and the time they graduate high school, college, whatever it is, if you rupture that relationship, that is the end of the world. If you can't gain it back or if you've pushed so hard that they are resentful or that they're angry or that you push so hard that it's pushed them the other way into not caring. So let's say worst case scenario is your child doesn't graduate from high school. It's okay. Every kid has their path. 
And maybe the path of a GED is for your child and that's okay. Maybe your path is going to community college right away because they found an interest and that's okay too. Does it mean your child's a failure if they don't get all A's and B's or if they don't get all A's or if they don't get all A's, B's and C's, if they get a D or they get an F or they fail a class, does that mean that they're a bad kid or says something awful about them? Many parents will say, well, my child doesn't care about school. Well, I don't blame them. I don't care about school either. I don't care about U.S. history or pre-calculus or any of this stuff. It's very antiquated. And quite frankly, I don't necessarily believe it makes you a better person if you know pre-calculus or it makes you a more successful human being if you understand trigonometry. I don't know any of that stuff. And I consider myself a pretty successful person. So I think taking the sting out and just saying, okay, they have their path. They are going to pursue their path, whatever that path is. It is not your life. It is their life. And can you step back a moment and allow them to take responsibility for their own life? So this is the other piece I see is that parents really come in and they're all over their kids. I looked at your grades today. You have a missing assignment in math. Oh, you're getting a C in US history. And they're so involved and they have taken over and taken control of the grades and the testing and everything and every nuance of their child's schooling that the child hasn't taken responsibility. Their parents have taken responsibility. If you care about your kid's schooling more than they care about their schooling, you're in a tough spot. What I recommend to clients is for people to allow their children to take responsibility for their schooling early on, as early as kindergarten. This is your homework. If you want to do it, you can. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. Most kids want to do their homework when they're really little. They get excited about it because they're excited about school. So when they're kindergartners, so you don't have to curate it. You don't have to say, sit down. We have to come home right after school. We have to do our homework. You say, listen, you have homework. Here it is. When would you like to do it? When would you like to play? What do you think? And you give them some responsibility and you say, okay, now you have the responsibility of doing your homework and you have to bring it back to class tomorrow. And sometimes they'll fail. Sometimes they won't do it perfectly. And sometimes they'll forget. That's okay. But you start placing that responsibility of homework on your children, not taking it on yourself. Not to mention, it's a big weight on parents to have to be responsible for a child's homework and schoolwork and testing and grades and the whole thing. It's too much. So I don't really look at my kids' grades. My kids do fine. They get decent grades. They all, they get A's and B's for the most part, maybe a C here and there, but it's all good. And I think they don't want to get a C. And sometimes when I think who did Esme got a C in physics, because it was a really hard class and she was really bummed about it, but I, I, I was okay. It's okay that she didn't, you know, make the mark that she wanted and she'll figure out how to do it or she'll put up with those C's and they'll be okay. And she'll get to the place that she needs to be. She'll get into the school that will accept her with her C in physics and that's okay. This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. ByHeart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein alpha-lac found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. ByHeart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. 
ByHeart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her responses or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I used mylifeinabook.com to compile my own stories to give to my daughters for Mother's Day. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code PEACE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code PEACE for 10% off today. So I try to be really the supportive place. Like when Esme came with the sea, she was like, oh my God, I got to see him physically. And I said, honey, it's okay. I'm right here. I know you're upset. I understand, but you're going to be okay. And can you be the supportive, kind person? She also came to me before she was getting that grade and said, I need a physics tutor. And I was like, of course, let's get you a physics tutor. If that's what you want, we can get you a physics tutor. I try to scaffold and help. I help them both with Spanish homework because I was a Spanish teacher. So I always help them with their Spanish homework. I'm always here to help. If they ask when they were little, I'd totally help them with projects. Pia has a project going on right now. And you know, I've helped her with it because she's asked me to, but I'm not in charge of it. It is not my project to do. It's her project to do. So finding your place as the supportive coach, as opposed to the conductor, you don't need to be in control of your child's homework and grades. And that's not necessarily your responsibility. So Taking that stance, when your kid is not doing well in school and you ask, then it's worth a conversation. Like, what's going on, honey? Seems like you're not doing that well in school. What do you think? Listen to them. What do they say? I don't like school. It's too hard. It's too easy. I'm too distracted. I have too much on my plate. I don't know. I'm having a hard time. Is there a deeper issue? If your child's failing all their classes, there's something else going on. There's something deeper happening. And so can we get to that deeper thing? Like what is going on emotionally? If they just don't care about school, but why don't they care about school? What is it they want to do with their life? And can you say to them, and we're talking about, you know, older kids, can we say to them, what is it, what is it you want to do later on when you graduate from high school? What is it that you desire to be when you get older? What do you, what do you want to do? Do you want to work in a certain industry? Are you excited about something? Can you have a conversation with them? I would say if your child is doing really, really poorly in school, that there's probably a deeper emotional issue happening that we probably need to get to in order to help them do better as a person. And then once they're doing better as a person, they'll do better in school. The other aspect is that 
if you're using connective parenting, you're not using punishments and threats and bribes, and you're not chastising your child for grades that you don't approve of or you think that that aren't good enough, then your child's prefrontal cortex will stay engaged more, meaning their thinking brain will stay engaged more so they're able to do better in school and they're actually just able to do better in life. So if you're using this idea of connective parenting, then your child will have a boost. You know, they'll be able to do a bit better because their brain is working. So I don't know where this person is who asked me this question, but if you're coming off of this idea that you're like, you've taken away the electronics because they didn't get a good grade, or you're punishing them because they didn't turn their homework assignment in, or you're chastising them, then you're almost maybe for some kids, you're exacerbating the outcome. You're almost making it worse because perhaps they're just like, well, I don't care then. Then I'm really not going to do it. And there's that idea around teenagers where some of them go that way and they're just, you know, defined on purpose because they, they want to be controlled. So if your child isn't doing well in school, there's could be so many factors here. And that's why this question is really hard because we don't know the child. We don't know the, the mental health history. We don't know how they've done traditionally in school. If your kid has always done really well in school and then now they're not doing well in school, that's a major indicator that something's happening emotionally probably. So then you want to dive in there, figure out what is going on for my kid. It's all a conversation. It's not about how do I get my kid to do better in school? It's how do I get my child to feel good and get them to take responsibility for their school because it is their responsibility. And that's part of us letting go and giving responsibility to them. So taking ourselves out of it as we're not the intermediary, we're not, you know, making sure everything is done and we're not controlling and helicopter parenting around their grades and and around their homework. We're really saying, this is yours. If if you want to do well in school, I support you. If you don't want to do well in school, I will support you in trying to do better if you want to, but I can't do it for you. But I'm here to help you. I'm here to be alongside with you, but I'm not going to make sure it all gets done at the expense of our relationship. I would much rather preserve the relationship that I share with my girls than to have kids who have good grades. It's not important to me, but my relationship with them really is. And I think they'll do good enough. And I think good enough is good enough. And that in this world, we don't need to be straight A students. It's not something that I think necessarily as important as society says it is. Now I might get chastised for all of this, but this is my own personal opinion around it. I worked in public school for 13 years. I was an elementary school teacher, a high school teacher, and a high school counselor. And I've learned a lot since being a parent. And I wish I would have known some of the things I know now um, as a teacher, because I think it would have helped me put things into perspective. But I think the system is is quite flawed and it doesn't give kids an opportunity to love learning. I know my girls went to school, kindergarten, first grade. They loved school. They loved their teachers. They loved going. It was so sweet. Now they hate it. They really do. They really, you know, they've sucked the fun out of of education and my kids go to great schools. It's it's not fun anymore and it it's very arduous and task oriented. So I don't blame them for hating it and I don't blame them for not wanting to do it. And I just tell them let's just get through it and get to the other side. If in hindsight I wish I would have been a homeschooler, but I don't know if I had the mental fortitude or time to be a homeschooler. I so love 
that whole movement and I believe in it deeply. And I, I think everyone out there who's doing it is probably has incredible relationships with their kids. And I would hope that they would just let go of the pen and paper and like experience life. That would be incredible. I wish I could do that for my kids, but I'm not, I'm not emotionally there, unfortunately. Anyways, I digress. I hope this was helpful. Thank you so much for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. And I will see you all next time. If you haven't left a rating or review on either Spotify or iTunes, I would be forever grateful. It helps us stay visible in this big world of podcasting. All right. Thank you. Mother's Day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.